Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me is always my wonderful sidekicks, Fresh Mr. Mashko. Hey, guys, I'm kicking it over here. He's just out there <laughs> kicking it. He's that kicker. We know him as the kicker, the Places closing kicker. out. And that wonderful noise you just heard was the voice of none other than Mr. Mauer. Beep you, comic book. Well, world. hey. Well, hey. He's back, WNBC. Everybody. No, it's no, more where, of a... Where was, where was the gut? There was... Beep you, Philadelphia. Yeah. That's yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like a, a, a bad radio morning DJ. <laughs> that's that's what you're doing. Hey, <laughs> out there at the Comic Sphere, this is Mister Mauer <laughs> on the ones and twos. Hey, hey, in the seventies, <laughs> I would have been a great radio host. Yes, I agree. I I agree. And you would have been able to get away with so much more. (laughs) So much more. (laughs) Hey, Dame, come over here. Sit on my lap. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't what I was talking about. (laughs) Wow. All right. Isn't that what you uh, think of a 70 greasy? That's uh, the kind of jokes we're going with today. (laughs) KRP in Cincinnati. Oh, that that show show was amazing. (laughs) WKRP in Cincinnati. Well, this was a fun... This is a fun little trip down memory lane, but what are we going to talk about today, gents? Uh, We're going to talk about DC and their being prepared to take over the world, it seems. That Hmm. that sounds like fun, and and then I think we're going to be talking a little Marvel. Oh, there's some some things. I'm, I'm not allowed to talk Marvel anymore. I'm not a fan. (laughs) <laughs> if for anybody unaware of what Mauer's referencing <laughs> maybe we'll get into that story later but we also have uh harley quinn season three came out as well as paper girls dropped on amazon uh and then we got that new Andor trailer as well as some sad but good news maybe i don't know some some new, some Andor news you guys oh. are all looking at me like I'm crazy, so why don't we just get Andor out of the way? <laughs> Is it going to be like, and or you're going to do got this? Push back. No, it got, it got pushed back. back. That's it. It got pushed back a month. Mm. A month. That's because. But it's going to be a three episode premiere now, so you're going to get three episodes when it drops. I just think what the, I think they learned from Obi Wan and Miss Marvel to not like stack some of this stuff too close together. It wouldn't surprise me if that's to to get let let She-Hulk kind of reign supreme for a little bit before a Star Wars show comes in and steals the thunder. Well, you know yeah. I mean? four weaker shows that don't well, we don't have know if it'll be weaker. We don't know. Well, it's got a weaker fan base. Like, sure. if it was going up against, if you had a Captain America show or What If coming out, I don't think they would have pushed it back. Yeah, I just don't think they realized that those two shows coming out back to back made people choose. 
Like, I didn't think, I, it's weird to me to think that you wouldn't ex- assume that your Marvel fans and your Star Wars fans cross over, but I bet you they didn't think it had as much of an effect as it, as it probably did. They probably saw a huge spike in Miss Marvel watching when uh, Obi finished. Well, we'll get those numbers shortly. Oh, okay, cool. Next, I, next month, they'll, they'll have those numbers out. And Lucifer will still be on top. <laughs> Listen, it's still one of the best uh, stream shows this year. I don't know how. I really don't um, know how. I think the uh, Sandman show coming out and all the people hating that Lucifer got recast are just going back to revenge watch it, which is dumb, but whatever. <laughs> well, that's out this month, too. That's out soon as well. Um, but what did you think of the Andor trailer? Did you, I mean, it really didn't give you much more. You got a lot more Andor. <laughs> you got more, a lot more Cassian. And it's connections to Rogue One. I have a feeling yeah. this is the sleeper show. This is the Jessica Jones. I have a feeling this yeah. is the Jessica Jones. Well, this Jones is the, the show the I had the most universe. excitement for. Oh, I thought it was the Acolyte. I thought that was the one that you were the most excited for. No, this Sith one. Because mm-hmm. I loved Rogue One. Mm, yep. Yes. And, yeah. So Rogue One's my favorite. Well, now it's my second favorite uh, third generation favorite Star Disney, Wars product. Favorite Disney Star Wars? Yeah. Second favorite Disney Star Wars. Oh, interesting. Over what? By a, a long shot. Ooh, of well, Obi Wan. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, that's fair. That's fair. I get you. That makes sense. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the when you compare, I don't know about like how you guys are looking at this, but just from a production standpoint, it it looks so much more real. I mean, number one, they're using legitimate uh, props and and things like that. But it like you can even from the trailer, you can get out of it that it is going to be a dramatic show. Not so much a high action or you know a, a silly show like some of the other things they're putting out. It just looks way more polished. So them taking an even you know another month for it, go ahead. Well, they're using the volume 2.0 mm-hmm. for filming that one. So it's the second volume they built uh, is what they're filming it on. So it's a little bit more advanced than the volume being used. Right for those uh, for those that don't know. So the volume is the brand name if you will of what disney star wars is calling their digital 360 sets Mm, with the uh, motion connected cameras so if you watch the first behind the scenes of the mandalorian they go into it in depth and it's basically a huge sound stage with 360 degree screens on it a ceiling and they match that to the camera movement so anywhere the camera's pointing it's as if they were literally on a set it's been recently used because the visual guy has done other things for the Batman. If you watch the making of that Batmobile chase in the Batman movie, they did live action shots. They then sent a car down filming it as well for a 360 camera of the car driving and then did their follow-up shots on a set where the cars actually matched the movements because they had trackers on them and then still had the 360, their version of the volume. So it's That's just... Cool awesome technology where they can put a true digital background with some physical props and control everything so you now can film during the day 24 hours a day if you need to and did you see the, uh, uh the behind the scenes for obi-wan yes the, the when as soon as the camera moves a little bit left or right it all of a sudden all of the cityscape just starts to crumble in on you because it's all just like hooks it's all just like uh fake drop ceilings to create yep. the uh, the size and scale of the buildings it's interesting how they pull that stuff off the uh the main actor uh what's his name diego luna he was making his rounds on a lot of uh daytime tv today 
was able to actually watch some of that. Um, he was saying that a good portion of the uh, the on-site stuff that they did over in Scotland, like they built sets. Um, so while they're still using the 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 special effects portion of it, um, a lot of it is like they built sets for it, and that definitely gives it a an interesting feel compared to like Mandalorian. Well, they're using the volume now in a different way than the Mandalorian. It's more of your secondary shots yep. going back and getting coverage um, where they're taking those initial scenes and then being able to reproduce it. Oh, I wanted to get this kind of angle or it would have been cool to have this close up with a rack focus here. Like they have the time where they can then do that and put filler in rather than try to go back to a set mm -hmm. completely duplicate it. And that's where you get inconsistencies in film. So for people like Moshko and I who notice those things when we're watching shows, mm. like it, it really has it's made the experience off. much more, you know, enveloping to just enjoying the story. And I guess you can tell because I'm very quiet that I don't notice those things. Menti's <laughs> <laughs> like shiny. It's pretty. Is yeah, that a much. purple lightsaber in the background? Do you know what that means? That's awesome. That's that's what that yeah. means. I don't. I really <laughs> don't think exactly this show. Means. I don't think the show is really going to have one of those like, you know, baby or Grogu or you know. The, oh, one hundred percent is. It's you, one, no, it won't. Will have I don't think something like I don't that. Think it's this? not going to have a Grogu, but it's going to have something that they want to push into the new stuff. Well, uh, it, it didn't have it's, it for because um, this happens before Andor takes place before Rogue One. Before so. Rogue One, right. And this is coming out because people love that, and they basically wrote themselves into nothing could continue from Rogue One, so they're <laughs> getting no payoff. Like, I have a feeling you'll get a lot more K2SO. Like, you'll get the story of how he met K2SO. You know, like, in the trailer, they show him sneaking into the Empire facility and, and like, being a spy, and then it shows him in that little droid facility, and I guarantee you that's where he gets his droid. And, then, and let's be honest, K2SO is one of the best parts of Rogue One. Like, yeah. hands down, one of the best droids. So I think that droid alone could carry that aspect. I have a feeling that we're going to get a character that is carried into the future that didn't die in the mission that they're going to mm -hmm. build up. Because a lot of it is like there's the, what's, what's her name, Mon Mothra um, the, in the oh, original Mothra, trilogy. Mothra. She, she's the, like, in A New Hope and stuff, the woman that's with Leia. Who's yeah. very like she's in the gang? Yeah, Laura stuff. is isn't it Laura Linney? Isn't is that it the? Yeah, it's your your what Jurassic Park lady? No, no, isn't that her? No, that no, no, she was. Well, oh, we oh, is she play, oh, is she playing her in this show? Mom, Ma Ma oh, she might know. be playing Ma her in the show, but but I but she was <laughs> because but she was in um she was in Last Jedi, so I they would re they would use the same actress twice for two different roles. Nah, I, I'm getting stuff confused. Then that's that's on me. Never mind. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be cool. Uh, Caroline Blankens Blankenstein. All right, moving well, on. Let's let's we're just get two this. of these out of the way because we're gonna have a long conversation about the DC lineup. So let's just get Paper Girls and Harley Quinn out of the way. Um, first Paper off, Girls? did you watch Harley Quinn? I just got to the end of season two. Oh so wow! I'm gonna watch okay. it tonight. All right. So then, spoiler free. I love Harley Quinn. I love this show. I love Kaylee Coco in it. I think she's outstanding. Apparently, she um, she auditioned and immediately got the role because yeah. her because of the chaotic nature that she brings to the character is just spot on. Like the, it really does feel very Harley Quinn. I will say, season three didn't pass the phone test. It's still good, but I found myself 
Like it released three episodes, and I was like, even when I, when I finished the second one, I was like, do I want to do the third? Eh. So here's like, the it, thing I, f- I found about this show is it does a good job, and it's way better than it deserves to be. Yes, it is. But it intersplices what I'll call story episodes with slapstick episodes. Like you'll get one episode where it's a bunch of them crawling into an ice cave vagina. That's, <laughs> that's, that's such a funny way, scene. <laughs> way more anatomy, <laughs> way more correct than it should be. And then the next scene, you have her struggling with her relationship with Ivy pa- and like parents, having that, that whole her parents, parents part. Yeah. That was amazing. So you have these really good story elements, and then just uh, a knockoff uh, under the sea about fish pooping wherever they want. And this has Nightwing, and, and you know what? I think it is is because like I can, I was, I was, it was easier for me to be okay with their version of Batman, who was very not Batmany, but he was like so over the top. Their version of of Nightwing doesn't fit at all. He's very vain. He's very egotistical. He's very emo. It doesn't feel like Dick Grayson in the least. Uh, and I think that's probably my biggest issue. And that's that's more me being. Like, uh, what's the the term I'm looking for? Curmudgeon? Uh, Traditionist? Traditionalist? Yeah, a traditionalist. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go curmudgeon. I guess I guess it works. I'm maybe. the resident curmudgeon here. No, I think traditionalist because it just did, like, it felt like it was more Jason Todd they were trying to be. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, get, I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, it's one of those shows that I like building up a couple episodes and I'll watch a few at a time because you never know what you're going to get. So if I'm in the mood for a serious episode and... I only have one episode to watch, and it's a slapstick episode. Sometimes a little bit disappointed, or or it's the verse. If I just want to watch something stupid and a bunch of blood splatter everywhere, like the birds crashing into the invisible everything. Oh, it's so funny. And you know what? And, and Kite Man is so good. You're probably right. This is probably a show you shouldn't binge. It's not a binge show. You probably yeah, want to take this time. right too much. You just kind of start to you know fade away. So that, you're probably right. That is it. All right. To get Paper Girls out of the way, because I'm not even going to ask if you if you know what it is or read it or I'm not even going to try. Um, Paper Girls oh. is an is an image comic that I loved. I I, I mean I only got like ten issues in, so I shouldn't say love, but I love the ten issues I read. It just I eventually fell off. But you can tell that Amazon is hoping that this show is their. They hate the cast hates being compared to, but they're hoping it's their Stranger Things. So I Paper Girls laying on his tummy, feet crossed up behind him on his bed, reading this comic. Cindy <laughs> Lauper playing in the background. Yeah, that's not this is a very different gem kind of on book. the TV. This is not gem. <laughs> it's not gem. But I get all right. Sure, let's say gem's playing in the background. But uh, it's about it's a, a book that takes place in the late '80s, and it's about uh, a bunch of literally Paper Girls. And they're you know super edgy with cigarettes in the eighties, um, but they. What do you mean um, by paper girls? They they give out papers. Oh, like they, okay. They ride their bikes and the, it takes place oh. on Halloween. It takes place a day after Halloween and they're delivering papers. But they come across so this female paper boys, essentially. <laughs> um, they come across this. You would. I feel like that doesn't need to be said. I feel like Paper Girls does that. <laughs> I've never heard. <laughs> like it, it does. It, does, it yeah. does a good job. <laughs> I didn't put that together. When you say paper girls, I was thinking like paper dolls. No, yeah, definitely not. So anyway, they they had the, the book. It, the book makes you think, at least for the parts that I got to, think they go into an upside down kind of Stranger Things esque place. But it's all really about time travel, and they meet their future selves, and like there's different warring. Tr- 
time traveling tribes and stuff. It's it got a little out there, and that's where it started to lose me. Um, but I was excited when they when they announced that there was going to be a show. Uh, but you could tell Amazon has no faith in this show. They released every episode, which is not something that Amazon normally does. So the mm-hmm. fact that you can binge the whole thing, bad sign. <laughs> That's a bad sign. I only got through the first episode. It's got it's it feels somewhat feels like the comic, but it's also at the same time it has pacing issues because TV shows shouldn't be paced like comics. Comics need to be paced like comics. TV shows don't. So it's got it's got pacing problems, and it it just feels like a CW show. It doesn't. It's not very good. It kind of feels like you know, like Lock and Key kind of felt like Lock and Key is nowhere near as good as the Lock and Key comic was, and this this falls in the same vein. So you know, they had the boys did great. They had um, Invincible did great. They fumbled the tick, and now they fumbled Paper Girls. Was That's, this a produced by Amazon show or a distributed by Amazon show? It's an Amazon original. It's called yeah, but I, they I put know. Amazon original on everything the same way Netflix put Netflix original on things they just buy. So I, I mean, wonder you, if they it's definitely just, they they want it to be their Stranger Things, yeah. And and there's apparently all of the the cast is like because it had it isn't another timeline or another like it is it is it's supposed to be the it's all time travel stuff, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. it's not it's not bad. It's not good. Give it a shot. You might like it, but I don't know. I'm probably not it's, going back. It's to not it. bad. It's not good. But go ahead and watch it. Well, for some people, might love it. Some people like you know who I think would love this the people who liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch the 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 more recent one they did or Riverdale I bet you this this the Riverdale so fans baby Huey I don't know I kind of like Riverdale maybe, like, maybe <laughs> you might like it well you might like this too then it, it feels this in the same vein there, there's only one uh, movie and or show that has anything to do with the topic of delivering papers and that's the movie Rad from 1986 the mo- and the, that's the only bro. thing I'll watch about. Paper if you delivery. truly believe the show's about paper delivery, I'm concerned for you. <laughs> it's called Paper Girls. Uh huh. Yep. And they it make is. paper dolls. It is. No, they don't. No. <laughs> no. All right. Let's get. Out of it. We're done with this. We're, we're moving. Down. We're moving on. Let's <laughs> let's get into uh, let's get into to, to Mauer's news. I want to hear what your your DC taking over the globe. What do you mean? All right. So if you were to pinpoint a time where you feel uh, Warner Brothers was putting out some of the biggest franchises, what would those franchises be in recent years? <laughs> this sounds like an interview question. What, wait, what would the, most, what the biggest franchises that, that they've recently released? That they've recently released. And the by Batman. recent, I mean in the past 15, 20 years. Oh, wow. Oh, so you're really, really going out back there. 15, 20 years? DC. Wow. Think, of, uh, think of like the biggest franchises of all time. For DC, maybe a trilogy and an eight. No, not DC. Warner Brothers. Oh, Warner Brothers. Ooh. Oh, the plot thickens. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, there's so many maybe things. Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. They did Matrix, sure. right? Harry Potter. Yeah, the Ma- the Matrix, absolutely. So uh, go go watch go watch Space Jam and then just pick out people in the background. So <laughs> that's the, the person- that's what the. Isn't that what the Space Jam Two movie was? Look at all the properties we own. Or go play the that what the multi multiverses. As Go president and COO of Warner Brothers from 99 to 2011, um, is now back overseeing their transition. He was forced to retire when they were taken over, and they said he was too old. They want younger people running it. Mm. So he then went to Marvel and has been helping Marvel out since 2011. They seem to be doing pretty well. Um, <laughs> so Alan Horn is back. 
joining the newly merged Warner Brothers Discovery, and he is there to help them get their franchises right and get everything going in the right direction and kind of being their oversight, if you will, of saying yes to things and what to put out and, and what decisions to make. You um, know they are kicking themselves because of, cause of uh, Ezra Miller. Because I have a feeling the reason they're mo- pushing that Flash movie out is it, it is it is the thing that's going to reset and undo everything, but they can't promote it the way they wanted to. I bet you that was supposed to be the big Comic-Con Hall H thing. I bet you yeah. that they, you know, well, who's that character from the boys that like tears her hair out because of Homelander? Uh, it's his like, assistant. I don't, I forget. What you know, you know who I'm talking about? Like oh, yeah. there is, you yeah. know, there are multiple execs at DC with bald spots on their head specifically because of Ezra Miller and the flash. <laughs> so for the movie world. And when you think of execs, Alan Horn is probably top three, most respected executives in the movie industry which is why it was so shocking when the new people came in and were like, oh, you're 68 years old. Get out of here, guy. We, we are young and hip now. We need those kind of people We're doing things. We're young and hip now. Um, and they, they really, they really so made I, him retire because he was as 68. As you can tell, Maurer isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so he's back. And when you look at the slate of what's coming out in D.C., there is a lot of optimism there. Um, I am way more excited for way more properties that DC has on their docket than the MCU. So just in 2022, we have, we just got Harley Quinn league of super pets, which originally I was like, this looks like the dumbest thing ever. The more trailers I watch with it, with the oh, wife, forget the trailers, watch yourself right now. All of the, like the big twists of the movie are, are all, oh, I've already seen the movies ruined. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. The big cameos and stuff that they're like, it, it, it has it has bigger implications than you would think this movie should have. It seems at least. <laughs> but it just reminds me like it's going to be the DC version of like Sing and the Secret Life of Pets and like just one of those stupid fun comedies that's better than it should be. You've got Sandman, Stargirl season three, which Stargirl is truly an underrated show. It's, I hear that all the time. It It's there with Superman and Lois where it is way, way better than anybody thinks it should. Black which- Adam- Season two of Superman and Lois is officially on uh, HBO Max, so I'll actually be caught up on season two. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, Black Adam, which is going to be a monster, monster hit no matter what, because it's The Rock. Uh, Titans, which will be a flop at the end of it. The <laughs> beginning will be good, and then That's everybody will true. hate it at the end. 100% true. Pennyworth's on season three. I guess maybe we should check it out. You go right ahead. <laughs> you three? have a ball. Have a, have a blast. I was looking at something earlier, and people are like, "It's actually a good show." Well, wasn't it, it on like what was it on Crackle or something? Yeah, now it was it's on, on a HBO weird Max. streaming service that the wasn't Candy Bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Joe Dirt, Joe Dirt Two is on Crackle. You got to put some respect on Crackle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we end with Shazam in twenty twenty two. Like the rest of twenty twenty two for DC is pretty stacked. Twenty twenty three, you get Aquaman, Flash, Blue Beetle, opening the the year with those three films which all will probably be huge financial hits will put a string of like nine or ten major hits in a row if they do what they're expected to be at that point could d would dc still be the butt of people jokes when they're comparing it to the mcu or will they finally get some respect no i think it's gonna gonna balance i think because a lot of the marvel stuff right now isn't up to the standards that they've 
created for themselves and the fans are kind of seeing that i'm gonna i'll be that one person i'll be that person that said the fans are saying this that's what we should talk about those stupid posts um but anyway (laughs) we should we should see um a balancing of that where the the dc product is going to be a lot better and this the sad truth is that dc at the same time has unfortunately become has like the nickelback justin bieber treatment where people just now hate it to hate it because of the popularity of marvel you know what i mean like there are people out there who hate i would DC. say logan logan paul's the more appropriate name for that hey man there, you beat the Miz people, fair and square there are people out there who aren't going to give any of these a chance specifically because it's dc which is such a shame now, mm-hmm. I don't know much about it. Maybe, Huey, maybe you can fill me in. My Adventures with Superman, that's an animated show uh, yep. with Lois and Jimmy being the focus, right? Correct. So that... Yep. I, listen, right now, they're Superman heavy, and they're hitting him correct on Superman you and Lois. You should be Superman heavy. That's like being I, mad at Marvel for being Spider-Man heavy. I <laughs> pillar. everybody that, and myself included, made fun of Superman in Supergirl, the show, yes, needs to stand outside and scream, we're sorry, because I'll just Tyler Hoechlin is Superman. And I agree. And that I'm not yelling. Outside. And I feel like because of how good he is, DC got a little bit of their swagger back of going, okay, we can do Superman right. And now we're mm-hmm. seeing some things move forward. But you still have Doom Patrol Flash Season 9, which is officially confirmed as 13 episodes even though they said that you roll through doom patrol again respect some of these things (laughs) doom patrol is consistently amazing doom patrol is up there with peacemaker unquestionably like they go hand in hand i'll have to give it another shot it is the most ridiculous adult crazy show i've ever seen diehard dc fans are super thirsty right now and what's evident of that or or what we what we're seeing i mean jason momoa made that post with ben affleck and how big did that blow up (laughs) so that was the funniest shit ever where he was basically like a tour caught us so we can't hide it i might as well lean into it right and it was huge and that was the buzz for a couple days well and apparently the way the the rumor is that he that ben affleck is replacing um replacing yeah michael keaton so that's crazy so well they're pushing back flash to uh, after wow, wow, wow. okay so you kind of have to that makes but sense with seeing affleck newly married having fun on set with momoa like sleeping on his yacht ha- yeah having <laughs> some more fun recently and not having the pressure of carrying a dark cinematic cluster of weight on his shoulders who knows what we see from him in the future? And I know, I know we have a, there's more on this, this DC multiverse list that we want to talk about. And I, and I want Mauer to continue, but before you do, cause I know you're not going to put any respect on it. Uh, Moshko, uh, sweet tooth season two, <laughs> sweet tooth season oh, two. Oh man. I can't I, wait. I cannot wait for that. I, That's that like, was amazing. I can't I'm wait more for that excited show. for that than most That's, of the things on this list. <laughs> That's reindeer kid, right? Yes, that yes. is Reindeer Kid. <laughs> that is Reindeer Kid. See, that's why I didn't even want you to talk about it. He so wasn't good. even, by the way, he skipped it. He I went right yeah. to Flash. You went right to Flash. It was next. And, and, and Sweet Tooth, no, it's not. Sweet Tooth is next, then uh, Flash. 
Oh wait, what? Wait, what's the name of the uh, the little hedgehog guy? Or what? Is it Tommy? Oh yeah, goes, yeah, 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 Tommy. <laughs> it's so good. I it's cannot wait for that show. show to come back. Is I got you know what? Comedy, a drama, uh, drama, all of the above. Yeah, yeah I mean there the are above. there are hints of comedic. It's uh, a, such stuff a sweet it. show. It's such the a sweet reason show. why I didn't watch it is I didn't pick up the comic book either because the art looked very like yeah the art doesn't look fantasy good. kid. What is like, fantasy? That's exactly. Wasn't he what it your is. Uh, Moon Knight guy too? Isn't that Le- Jeff, Lemire? Jeff Lemire? Did yeah. Lemire do Moon Knight? Pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yes, Jeff yeah, Lemire he, did. See, I'm learning stuff. He I did see. the run that the show is heavily based on. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, Lemire's anyway. miss. Um, well, so Sweet Tooth knocked it out. Sweet Tooth, watch it. Uh, Peacemaker so season two, which will be the best TV show of Ever. next season. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were going against him for a second. <laughs> no, like no just, John Cena is firing on all cylinders. He is getting ready for his, as he did in the wrestling world. He's going to do in the movie world, taking the rock spot and improving <laughs> upon it. Um, and then we end with that Batgirl project, which is the only thing of next year that I feel may be iffy. Um, and yeah, that's because it's gone through so many changes behind the scenes. But Keaton mm-hmm. is in it. I, I mean, have a feeling hey. they just took Keaton and threw him in everything as a buffer because they were worried. I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's fine with me. Side note for toys. I think that is why Mezco keeps putting off, putting out the Batman Michael Keaton figure. <laughs> so there is more information on the toys for Keaton. Hot Toys is finally re-releasing the 89 Keaton to coincide with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they released something to some manufacturers. He is notorious with signing off on his likeness. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> worse, well, not as bad. I mean, Jack Nicholson just never wants to. That's why you see very few Nicholson things out there. So all these toys are getting delayed because Keaton's like, no, I don't like it, or it's got to be this. Like, he's real particular. He's not Tom Cruise. I'll never do it particular, but he's particular. (laughs) But then we have these two-to-be-determined things of the second Joker. Um, All the Batman Cape Crusader, which is that new adult Batman the Animated Series. Another Mm -hmm. James Gunn project. The second Batman. Oh, I forgot about that adult animated series. That's just as exciting as Sweet Tooth. I forgot about that one. (laughs) <laughs> but you have all of the the Batman spinoffs. You've got that uh, Penguin one. You've got the Arkham one. Mm-hmm. You've got all those. There's an Amanda Waller show coming out. Yep. You've got. You Green say Lantern. that like you're excited for a Amanda Waller show. I'm excited. I like There's Amanda Waller. Peacemaker. It's going to be a Suicide Squad show. And I like Amanda Waller, but I don't want to focus on Amanda Waller. He I, just wants to see Nathan Fillion somewhere in TV. I have I'll a feeling that's going to be Nathan Fillion's show. Amanda Waller is going to be there. You go do this kind of like she is in the Suicide Squad movies. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's her show. Cause she's going to be the same person, but I have a feeling that's going to be like every few episodes, new random D list characters are just killed and it's going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> Death. <laughs> but, so so freaking cool. So freaking cool. But you got black canaries, Atana, green lantern stuff. I mean, there's so many stuff, things just, they have on the back burners. I go, we just have so much cool shit right now that once we get this lined up, it's going to come out. And we'll see what actually sticks, too. I mean, that's a good, like, they're, with this merger going on, 
Some of this might get cut. Some of this might get switched around. I mean, a Henry Cavill Superman movie has been thrown around all over the comic sphere for the last month and yeah. a half. So it would not surprise me if that announcement comes soon. But you know what this feels like? The middle of phase two MCU. Ah, the good old days. Like right <laughs> when MCU was like, we think we got this figured out. You know, we're getting over some of our learning curves. And boom, here's all these like hit after hit after hit of fan favorite shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then it, it, look, the the future's bright for DC, especially if they have people in charge who understand the hierarchy of importance of their characters. Like you, there are characters you need to focus on that need to be your temples and your your center figureheads, and they just they forget about them, and they hope things like Doom Patrol is going to win over the general audiences, and it's just not going to work. Oh, and I the, forgot to mention, uh, and I know you're a huge fan. Static Shock has his. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. gonna be a movie, right? Or are they well, there's a bunch a of My, Milestone has a bunch of things in the works. I mean, there's not not only do they have a bunch of animated movies, but then there's the live. It's a live action one. That one, that's the Michael B. Jordan produced one. Okay. I so yeah, the Static Shock one's gonna be great. I, and yeah, like the Michael B. Jordan Superman's not on the list. That's true. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Very very true. There's just so much that they have in the works that's kind of in limbo because of this merger that I think they're going to have to wait for Alan Horn to go through and kind of plot out when to put what where so it does have a good pacing. You don't have all your big hits back to back to back and then nothing for a year and a half. Well, and then if you look at this list, this list also shows that these things don't need to connect. Right. And and when they don't, they tend to be better. <laughs> you know, like Marvel kind of has that down and kind of has to go that route. DC should pick and choose what connects. And I feel if Marvel were to look at what DC's doing now and go, you know, we can have this run and connect, but let's do some of these standalone, just Marvel. And they don't even have well, to be they disconnected. they kind of do. Like, so let's move into the, since we're kind of done the, the DC stuff, let's move into Marvel a little bit because they kind of are. The, the, the Spider-Man freshman year that was originally supposed to be Tom Holland's origin story is now out of canon. So when is that, that show drops, apparently... Because there are characters in it that wouldn't make sense for him to yes, know about. Yes, but the showrunner still said it's canon. Are you sure about that? Yeah, in that announcement, he said this is going to lead up. You know, we're trying to get to the events that lead up to. Well, originally uh, it was supposed to, and then and then what's but it at, called came out at Comic Con after showing all the slides for it. He made that statement. So he flat mm. out showed like, here's Daredevil. Here's this. Here's the events that you know were taking place pre Civil War. Interesting. Yeah, that's the big weirdness to it. Because no, right made- Wonderbomb uh, was on comic books, comic books Phase Zero podcast when he explained that freshman year is an offshoot timeline of the MCU. The key points of the divergence is that Peter Parker is recruited not by Tony Stark but by Norman Osborn. So okay. the 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 show is going to be Civil War, but Norman instead of Peter instead of Tony. All so right. so he corrected himself after comic-con so but that but that's my point so they kind of already are doing that now like marvel zombies won't be connected but That'll i be its don't own offshoot i don't need them to just do that on cartoon shit well like, sure but they give but this us is a, a start. movie or take a character like give us an iron man movie I mean, not, he's not there but obviously like give us a movie where it's just the one character yes and have them and go do some cool shit with that character but let's... we're we're getting into the batman problem where we never really got a movie up until recently 
of Batman just being freaking Batman for a movie. I also think that we are all, we are all, I don't know, disenchanted because of this last phase and the this phase absolutely having no direction because Kevin Feige himself said phase four is a reaction to Endgame. Like well, there is no direction. Phase, phase three, they they already started. Phase three was what was what was losing you on phase three because everything was just built up in connection. Like I was feeling the burnout. I had that awesome payoff well, that's not with true, Black Panther wasn't. Yeah, Black yeah, Panther wasn't. wasn't a fan of that. Spider Man really wasn't either. But yet, no. But like the, the end result, I mean, the end yeah, result so was great. Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming doesn't really set up more other than his suit in Infinity War. But it still you know I mean? was, like there. There is still enough. It was still M- other MCU characters. You, you in had there. Ragnarok. Yeah, you had Ragnarok. That's the only thing that really pissed you off. Because <laughs> I mean, honestly, what else was in Phase Three? Phase Three was uh, it was Ms. Marvel. Uh, I didn't like. Ra- yeah, Captain. Well, there was Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, sorry, Captain fair. Marvel. <laughs> that that's fair. Ooh. That's one hundred percent fair. But this phase in general has not been the greatest of phases because it really doesn't have direction. So that's why I don't want to like this phase. I don't want to judge all of Marvel on this alone. Like, if all of a sudden Phase Five feels the same, okay. But you've now set a precedent of direction, and you've lacked that for years now. So if Phase Five all of a sudden brings that back around, and like end credit scenes have an actual importance to them, okay. I want Winter Soldier back, and we saw a glimpse of that with, uh, with Mom, where well, we- apparently Secret Invasion is super Winter Soldier. Well, I, and by Winter Soldier and Mom, I mean genre picks like bring back well that's what uh, mm-hmm. this is specifically the espionage okay. it's suppo- it's apparently like the footage that that hasn't leaked for that <laughs> is very heavy on the same themes and tones of winter soldier Bravo. but are they just gonna wipe it out like that's what they like we have this cool thing and then uh, by the end of it we're back to status quo well, probably because they because they don't want the scroll invasion to be something that deals with kang like you don't want to all of a sudden be dealing with kang and the scroll invasion at the same time so it'll wrap up Th- that that will probably be a single or double season but it it'd won't be, be a... cool to have it have implications into like it standalone well, it might and the... we might we might find out characters were scrolls this whole time and then get older versions mm-hmm. of the characters back yeah we might find out like there's there like roadie may be a scroll that's the reason that Rhodey's in the show is that he may be a scroll. Like you might have multiple. Like you could probably. What if they had like what's her name make an appearance again? Um, uh, Natasha. What can I think of her name? Scarjo. What if they can get Scarjo to make an appearance? I have as a feeling scroll? they're gonna have what's her name? Agent Thirteen was a scroll in the Captain America show. That's a good call. And that's that, a good call. And that's how they're gonna they're change her. her back because of fan backlash. That's a really mm. good call. That's a very good call. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I think that's the flashpoint. I think right there's there. enough. <laughs> there's enough to be Listen excited to the fans. for with Marvel. <laughs> I think Marvel, Marvel isn't Marvel proved at Comic Con. There's still a lot up their sleeve, and as we know from seeing their release dates for Phase Five and Phase Six, there's eight other things they haven't announced yet. At the very least, eight other things they haven't announced. Which it'll definitely be Deadpool three. Um, it'll definitely be more about the Fantastic Four movie. Probably more the phase piece six of stuff. the puzzle they're missing is the traditionalist of the pillar characters and just keeping them ongoing in like a closed loop of like you're always going to have these characters be these characters and represent what you would know as these characters and we're just going to keep putting that stuff out. I think that's going to be twenty twenty five. 
I think the multiverse saga is about to get wild. So I think you're gonna hate this, Mauer. <laughs> I think this is not this is not your time. I'm gonna love it because I love crossover stuff. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna be all about this. This is this next two phases will be great with with everybody crossing. But over. like, imagine but if they put it. out like we could just have new actors in classic Avengers, like the classic Avengers. Here's a new classic Avengers movie. You know. Well, you might you like so say so that's because because let's be honest, the comics never have never rebooted. Right? The MCU is about to. The MCU is, if Secret Wars is what everyone thinks it's going to be, is literally a destruction of the multiverse and a reassembly of what was left over. It's Battleworld. You know what I mean? Because it is, it is a hodgepodge of all of their franchises now finally under one roof, and they can redo and remake anything they want at that point. Because the they should new. always have an Iron Man, a Captain America, in a traditional sense, not where the MCU is, they should always just have one of those movies every couple of years. But With new actors in those? If, in those maybe uh, an roles? actor for three movies, then you change it again. And, you know, do th- what works for Batman can work for those other characters. Oh, sure. I just, there's just too, there's too much money in the MCU not to focus on continuity right now. Well, but you can have that too. You can have the MCU continuity and then offshoots have... Oh, like side stories? Here's a new like, Captain America trilogy based in the 80s, you know, or here's this one and he's doing this. Like, just like the comics, there's times where we don't see these characters and they can go off and do their own thing. So you can put this story anywhere and just have it be not global based stories that you're telling that wouldn't impact all the other superheroes. There's probably a, a good majority of people that would like that, and I think all of us right here on this wonderful panel would. There's also then a you have the rise. huge majority of people who would have a serious problem with seeing somebody else's Captain America, which I think is dumb. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> they can't. No, they can't make up their minds. Black they were Panther furious is... about the concept of redoing Chadwick. Yep. Uh, like and you can't. Chad, it's, it's, too, it's, it's disrespectful to Chadwick, and now we're being disrespectful to T'Challa. Mm-hmm. It like, is oh, the what, same what people too making those. Dichotomous. Well, I don't know if it's the same people, but it is hysterical that that right before the movie comes out, right, they drop a trailer and all of a sudden boycott Black Panther comes out, and you're like, what the hell? Yep. Like they went out of their way to be as respectful as possible and do what they thought was best <laughs> for the fan base as well as their cast, the crew, everyone involved, and you have the audacity. You don't know, like it's like the people who are complaining don't know him. They weren't affected by this as much as the people who made the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and. It drives they me just nuts. responded to what like okay this is probably what's best for everybody had the fans immediately said let black panther live on marvel would have looked at it and said okay maybe we won't do something right away but we'll leave it open-ended like if they would have shown and i i had said this in the comic there's a i think it's in the doom war where he's just like standing against a tidal wave i remember seeing a shot like you have him there. Well, no, that's not. Yeah, that's, that's not Doom War. That's um, that's Avengers vs X Men with the tidal wave. They could have have him pulled out to sea. You assume he's dead, the body's missing, and then maybe five years down the road you bring him back. Like mm-hmm. you could have had closure for whatever you wanted to tell, but had the way to comic his ass back to life, without completely saying anything to it. Um, but they chose a more permanent solution. Because now that they and said I, they'll never, well, do and it. at the time we're assuming that's the case, though maybe there is something in this movie that I don't know. 
we don't. It would be. They might do. They could pull some like alternate universe stuff where Killmonger was T'Challa in another universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can make Michael B. Jordan, but it and would pull make them look really Black bad Panther. to make the statement "We will never." Right, and then oh, it. no, it it is what it is now, and it's fine. Shiri can be Black Panther. That's fine. Move on. Like we we we've decided this years ago. Like this was a big to do, and not enough people supported recasting. I mean, it may take many years I until did. we see <laughs> someone in these other, you know, in this role. You know, kind of like it's going to take us a while to see X Men and new actors and whatnot in those roles. Shall we talk about that? Or are we? <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> moving this. No, no, they, no. It's moving this it train along. Let's talk about that because it's. It's it's everywhere. You're hearing about the original X Men actors' contracts were written in a weird way, where they the character can't be recast until 2025. I just have a hard time believing this. Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me that actors are signing contracts are or contracts are being written in this way. So there are characters, actors that it's been done in the past, uh, because if it started with Batman Returns. Billy D. Williams got paid for that movie, even though they changed his. Oh, and so did Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. That's Marlon Wayans because they recast started. Him. So then the contracts changed from them having to get paid, so it can't be done that way. The movie companies don't get stuck paying for two. Like it's almost forced. I'm like, listen, you sign this guy, you have to live with them. So that's where those contracts started happening. But as long as these movies take to come out the time frames got much longer. Mm-hmm. But so that's why apparently everything is set the way it is for five and six moving into phase seven, which will have a very, very heavy X-Men presence. Like that's when the X-Men era of Marvel mm-hmm. will truly begin in, in phase seven. Yeah. But because then, then those contracts will be up. They can recast them. They can do anything that they want. Now that's for the, uh, characters that we've already seen on screen uh, anybody that we haven't seen so we haven't seen like uh what forge forge hasn't been in a movie sure you know, but some I, of those characters i, I have a f- there could I be have characters a that we didn't see that still have a contract though hmm. like for example that's why deadpool 3 will be announced and other x-men properties won't because ryan reynolds won't be recast and that's that's also prof- uh, patrick stewart in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because, again, he's not being recast. Although I bet you his his contract was different because he was recast. <laughs> you know, there was another Professor X. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, where, where's McAvoy? Why wasn't he in... Uh... Hmm. McAvoy could show back up. In, in, I, I have a feeling... He could these, be, yeah. this, I've Phase 6, I have a feeling, is going to get wild. I have a feeling Phase 6 is really with the Kang Empire and stuff. I have a mm-hmm. feeling we're going to get McAvoy as Professor X. Yeah. I'm fine with that. And I have a feeling like the Council of Kangs will lead into the Council of Reed somehow. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling the, the the Nathaniel Richards, Reed Richards connection is really going to be hyper-emphasized with Fantastic Four opening that phase. So I the, the cohesiveness is there to, to appease modern Marvel If fans. they don't like high, uh, uh, Locke, high school musical guy, into Johnny Storm, they're an idiot. <laughs> oh, you're talking, you're talking about Zac Efron? Yeah. I've like, never seen somebody more of a fan of him for this role than you. And I'm right there with you. He would be you. good, though. <laughs> but, he really would be great. I mean, he we would saw be, he would what be very good. Chris Evans did with the role. This is Chris Evans Jr. I will say, like, I'm glad I saw, uh, you know, Jim from The Office play Reed. It made you not want to like, see I, him moving forward? 
Oh, I don't I don't need more from him. Like I've already kind of had it in my head that he wasn't. But have you seen did you see him on on uh, Jimmy Fallon playing real coy with it? Yeah, he, like, he, he wasn't allowed answer. to talk. He wasn't yeah, like he, he talked about the black bagging and getting and getting <laughs> um uh tasered and so I he's involved somehow. He might make another appearance. I think direct. he might direct. Yeah. That would be great. Um but I but but is it the rumor Spielberg? Uh, no, he's not that 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 we talk about down. that? Oh, was like it? the same day it came out as a rumor it was shot down. But going back to Moshko and I feeling weird with the uh, Illuminati scenes, the costumes were CGI for uh, Black Bolt and Reed and on a green screen. Well, that, it's, that's because they're, they're lazy. So it's not only lazy. were they, they not re, ever- They could called, redo their costumes later. They weren't ever on a set together. They were on a green screen without a costume, so it felt that weird, disconnected way because everything really was weird and disconnected. <laughs> so yeah, he, I mean, look, did John they not learn anything is, from is, Snyder? No, <laughs> no, uh, no. They didn't learn anything from The Office. They did that in the final couple seasons of The Office. It was terrible. Like you could tell they were green screened in there. Like <laughs> no, it was. Come on now, Jim. You've been a part of this. The office. <laughs> the office. Oh yeah, there was there were shots where they were like supposed to be in Florida, but you could tell that they were green screened with a backdrop uh, from Florida. They do that in uh, the show White Collar for a few seasons uh, because Tiffany Amber Thiessen was pregnant, so she shot all of her stuff in like two weeks in the beginning for the whole season, and they're like in Italy having lunch, and you see like people in the background like distorted uh, bad CGI, and it's like, hmm. Don't worry, what's we'll make the, it work. Um, what's the uh, not curb your enthusiasm? Um, what pretty, is on Netflix? Pretty, they, pretty they, they they picked it back up. It was it was let go, and they picked it back up for a fifth season Look. with Jason Bateman and Job and and uh, oh, uh, Arrested Development that show. Arrested, Arrested Development. That's it. the The final season of Arrested Development. None of the cast were there. Like they were all green screened and they all read lines by themselves and they just edited it together. Oh wow! <laughs> That's how they were able to pull off getting them back for one more season. Um, but let's go back into Marvel because um, there was one other thing that you wanted to talk about, Mashko. I forget what it was. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, uh, Guardians holiday special. Uh, some information right, right, came right, out about right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, James Gunn put out a, or no, it was an interview, um, but he also, or no, I'm sorry, it, it is from a tweet. So somebody asked him over Twitter, hey, what's what's the special? When does it happen? You know, uh, and he basically responded that it is the epilogue to phase four. And then he elaborated a little bit more on it. Um, but uh, he is saying it's all in canon for, for all you continuity folks. Um, it's about the Guardians and we're going to learn stuff about it before uh, volume three comes oh, we're out gonna, we're gonna watch it and find out things yeah <laughs> um they you know from a production standpoint they filmed it at the same time so everybody's probably in it um you know we'll see one thing i have to give hey. him is his filming efficiency mm -hmm. is masterful watching the behind the scenes for the suicide squad um he has very much in the same mind i know it's a bad word to say but the way that Joss Whedon shoots is mm. he has all these other ideas that could happen that might be good. So while he has a setup, he'll shoot things that could actually be full other projects or, you know, other scenes or other takes because he's just there. And since the actors are having so much fun, mm. they don't mind going and do two quick takes of this written in the moment scenes 
or other projects at the same time. This is uh, very off topic, but it, go- it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It just crossed my mind. Excuse me, I just ran into this article. Go ahead, Moshko. I uh, just wanted to finish on that note, and then we'll we'll move on to what you have. Uh, he did finish the. Well, we can go. We can go right back. We can go right back to this. Uh, go ahead. I mean, this, this is just putting the the icing on the cake here. So he, he in the tweet he finished it with the emoji of Santa Claus and a thumbs up. Now we all know how clever he is. So maybe we'll see Santa Claus like we have in the comics. The Omega Santa. Santa oh, Claus. yo! If we get a mega level, a mega level Santa with the Infinity Gauntlet, and it's I will Mel lose Gibson. My mind. I will uh, lose my mind. Oh, if it's the Fat Man, so Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, Fat or Man, or Kurt Russell Santa. <laughs> Which one? You won't get Kurt Russell Santa because of ego. Ah, uh, okay. No, I'm just saying. Which one do you, you like already- better? Oh, which Santa? I didn't like the Santa Claus Chronicles really? as much as everyone else did. No, nah. I didn't. I didn't think they were as good as everyone else does. I they they they're okay. My I watched it with my nieces and I'm. Eh, it's Adventures right, of Babysitting you know, with Santa. Eh, they're all right. They're Shut all right. your damn mouth. Tell us what you have to say now. Well, it's just because <laughs> remember there was uh, Harley Quinn was in the air for whether or not they would get a season three. Like they they pulled all the stuff over from the DC streaming out to HBO Max, right? Right. So everything gets pulled over, but Harley Quinn didn't get announced. Everybody, like, we knew Doom Patrol was, we knew Titans was, Swamp Thing couldn't because of that weird stuff with the taxes, but then all of a sudden, and, and uh, Young Justice did, but there was no word on Harley Quinn. And then there was that big reveal that they were going to get a season three. Mm-hmm. Well, now the writers have come out saying that they wrote this season uh, with future stories in mind. So if they wrote it in a way that might mean we're getting... Like it's it is going to be a stapled show on HBO Max. I think that's a great idea, and that'll help us to get a Deadpool show that we should have gotten because of this show. And they also <laughs> said that they're not breaking up Harley and uh, Ivy. Ivy, which I think is a dumb statement to make. That's like saying you're not recasting T'Challa ever. Like, don't speak in absolutes. Only Sith do that. <laughs> yeah, and also you you also just kind of tie your hands together on what you can actually write. Right. Like that could be a good story of them breaking up and getting back together. You know what I mean? Like there could be stories there that you just kind of ruined, but whatever. Uh, whatever, it's a good enough show. I'm I'm happy that it's They're just a, a responding to uh people were saying they were just baiting the LGBTQ+ community by putting them together. Oh, that's not true. So That's not true. And, and here's the thing: the Daniel, the the Donald Donald Glover Deadpool show that never happened, that should have a hundred percent happened. If this stays successful, we might be able to get something like that. Because man, the, that remember that little footage that leaked from that, right? That cartoon, the, and the jokes to that were amazing. It was so dark, and it was everything it needed to be. And that's what Harley Quinn feels like. Every time I watch Harley Quinn, it just makes me sad that the the Deadpool show that could have been. Was was the Harley Quinn show? I mean, it re- legitimately is the same concept. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, adult heavy cartoons, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, Harley Quinn's probably the first adult heavy cartoon that I've continued to watch more than an episode of. So, <laughs> my track record's still intact with cartoons. <laughs> a couple, one, two, three episodes, maybe, and I'm out. I think everybody should watch the last episode of uh, of the boys spinoff debacle or what was that called? Diabolical. Diabolical. Everyone yeah. should watch. Don't watch the whole thing, but watch at least the last episode because it's it's Homelander's origin story. It's great. It, it explains so much of why Homelander is the way he is. 
<laughs> all right. What else we got? Um, all right. Well, that's it for for news. But maybe maybe for just a couple minutes, we'll we'll address what we what you joked about in the beginning. <laughs> Me not being <laughs> a fan of things. Since we te- teased it, yeah. And let, let's let's not get specifics here, but let's at least the fan stand the, the overall topic because it's everywhere yes. now, and it's very weird because it's it's this level of gatekeeping that we all kind of fought to end when the MCU started getting big. Remember that? Well, like when the we, MCU first came out, we started doing this show. Well, hold on, wait, wait. I and just, we talked about we tried to keep the gatekeeping away to help people come into it. The mother. Yes. I'm sorry. The motherfuckers that we let in are now kicking us out. <laughs> right? They're ga- they're gatekeeping. They're gatekeeping comic fans. We were like, hey, they're not even comic come fans. Join us. We got a cool party going on. They get in. They like, don't this look is at- a cool party. Get the f- out of your house. Well, it's different because we grew up and we saw the individual characters. So you might be this way that fans are now with like, you know, Ghost Rider. And you would buy every issue of Ghost Rider that came out regardless on who was writing it. Like you bought those books. But the mentality that MCU fans have recently, and and I can't escape it, it's everywhere, is that you have to enjoy everything that Marvel does or you're not a true fan. Coming from people who don't buy any books. Not only enjoy it, but <laughs> like you, you don't can't buy say Marvel stuff. Anything constructive of it or else you are the bigoted, hateful, anti whatever. Well, that, that's every group has that. Unfortunately, that's the like Star Wars has that, DC has that. Everybody has that stupid side which is, you know, when things are legitimately an issue, People will then say, well, no, that's because it's uh, it's not actually racism. The character's just bad, even though it's legitimately, you know, racist. And then there are times that it's not at all, <laughs> and people just hide behind And that. this came so, from a very simple statement that I made, and I've made it on the show numerous times. I only made it two episodes into Ms. Marvel. Once I realized with that weird, uh, what's the show that I keep forgetting? Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire-type dance sequence where it was obviously a show created and geared towards teen girl Disney fans. I was like, this isn't for me. I'm bored watching this show. I'm out. So I sat through Moon Knight because I was such a fan of Moon Knight and was just disappointed. I've decided I'm going to give things a shot. And if they're not for me, I'm okay with going, you know what? This is for somebody else. There's still other stuff for me now. And that's the way you're supposed to go about this. Because of that comment, though, the world seems to be like, I'm now enemy number one. No, you're not. (laughs) What? No, that's not true at all. This is just a trend (laughs) of general society right now. You have to be all in on one side. You know, simplest terms, you're either Xbox or you're PlayStation. You can't be both. Well, okay. (laughs) So, okay, here's something that we all understand. (laughs) Nicktoons growing up. Right, we all love Nicktoons. People like Rugrats and Doug and all of these people who liked horror stuff had our real monsters. Right, right. People who liked skateboarding and stuff, they had uh, the the rockets. What were they? What were the the? the You've already lost Nicktoon. Me. The the <laughs> there was some rocket power. Can, can we just rocket do power. like Transformers and GoBots or you know? But but my point is is these shows were developed and created for things that people are interested in. That's right. like why you had Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon for people who were into horror stories. Not you're not everyone's going to be into it. But for some reason, if Marvel Studios is on it, you have to be a fan. 
You can't even just say, like, I like Miss Marvel, but the show's not for me. For some reason, that is, like, a huge negative to a lot of people who are like, you're you're not an actual fan if you can't appreciate everything they're doing. And it's like, you don't buy every single book when you go to the comic shop if you go to the comic shop. <laughs> why do you have this mentality for the studios instead of the comic well, department? And they're also connecting <laughs> the show's not for me with I'm not understanding what the show's meaning and what they're doing for insert X community or movement or like I can go, you know what? It's really cool. They had a lot of uh, pro Muslim and cultural things in that show that did great things and got a lot of people into things they might not have been for. That's amazing. However, the picture box that they put it in, was not something that was aesthetically pleasing to me. I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong and I hate it. I just don't like the way it's portrayed. And I'm going to go watch something like multi uh, the Ma uh, Multiverse of Madness because that's got the horror comedy that I like. Exactly. And that's what the point is. The reason that these characters exist is so that everybody has their character. Everybody has a book or a character that speaks specifically to them. That's why you find really obscure people. Like every comic character you can think of has a fan base. Like they all do. Some of them are ridiculous. Some of them are not. But they those characters speak to people, and that's why they like them. Not every character is going to, and that's fine. That's it's fine. You can you can be a fan of comics, and other people can be a fan of the things that you don't enjoy, and still be a Marvel fan. You could have never read a Marvel comic in your life, and have only watched the TV shows, and you're a Marvel fan. You could have only watched the Iron Man movies and really enjoyed them. Guess what? You're a Marvel fan. It's okay to be fans and allowing people to dislike things. This is so weird to me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's 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 not specifically Marvel either. I'm seeing the same exact thing in the DC community. It's the same thing especially when well, all that I, snyder they stuff were hijacked yeah they were hijacked by the snyderverse people the snyderverse people the snyderverse bots you mean <laughs> well some of them were people because like the david Ayers people are still out there the it released the Ayers cut yeah <laughs> they're still out there well he didn't have a marketing company that's now no longer in business <laughs> helping him out <laughs> what people don't understand is it only takes like five to ten percent of a population to get everybody else on board to move with you so i purchase 10,000 bots, guess what? I can bump my cover or my exposure up yeah. to 100,000 people. Easy. Well, it, it's like that TED talk on starting a movement. You know, you have the one guy dancing out on the thing, all weird. All you mm -hmm. need is one person to follow that weird dancing guy, and then the whole world's dancing behind them. And it's real easy mm -hmm. to sway. And then the outliers <laughs> are treated like leper colony of oh you're not one of us get out but the the i keep going back the worst part of this was we were more than as as og fans and i know it sounds like oh i was a fan before you but you have to look at it a certain way the people that were fans of this and lived it when it wasn't cool that were like yeah this is a cool little thing we have you should come check it out us becoming the outcast because we're not agreeing to what the new community is doing is just the weirdest. The Shuckies, thing. yeah. Even though the sh even though Shuckies not part of the Shuckies, like you've out Shuckied Shucky. That's where we are now. That's where we are because Shuckies on our side now. <laughs> Shucky completely agrees with us. So that my it's it's just this weird mentality of 
it can o- I can only be happy if you're not. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can't live with the fact that you're unhappy about this show. I can't just enjoy it because I enjoy it. Like I can only enjoy it if you enjoy it as well, and I will fight you tooth and nail on that. Why? Why is that so important for you? It, it, I, I I can't this this whole. This whole means of being a fan, I can't wrap my mind around. No one wants to be wrong. Everyone refuses to be wrong. Everyone is right. That's kind of what it comes down to. Well, but you're being right about a subjective opinion. That, well, that's the problem. You, <laughs> like you're we not- understand that. <laughs> well, And then you also have the people that are shaming you because of what they're putting on you as being... Uh, All right. Offensive towards other people. Like, just let it be. I just, I do want to say one thing. Because the shaming people, like, I haven't been shamed much. And the reason why is that, like most people who value their sanity, they avoid <laughs> comment sections on social media because they don't want to have ulcers every single time they start typing. But one of the hosts of this show, for some reason, can't keep out of the venomous pits of awful that we know is the comment when section I around the internet, especially with comic fans. It drives me nuts. So what? Leave them alone. Let them suffer in their own little bitter dark corner. You don't have to join them. All you do <laughs> is you do the same thing I do, and that's write a response, but never send it. <laughs> And move on. <laughs> like, what I am I doing? Do that. I just... my, 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 what I... No, I've done that too, though. <laughs> I've been like, write this big book. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And then somebody be like, Captain America came out in 1991. And I'll be like, you... <laughs> but Mauer, the internet is full of misinformation, let alone comic book misinformation. You're not going <laughs> to solve this problem. All you're going to do is give yourself headaches. That's it. It's all you've, You're accomplishing nothing but hurting yourself. One. Post That's it. That's all you're time. doing. Like this. Welcome this to the is fireside intervention. Own, he's like torturing himself for no reason, and he gets. So it's always so funny when he jumps on these calls before we start recording, and he starts bringing up these things that happen, and you're like, "Stay out of comment sections." <laughs> <laughs> well, the one. It was our comment section <laughs> for this one. For this one. But don't act like this is a like you're talking about getting shamed. You mean plural. You've yeah. been shamed multiple times. <laughs> this one, okay, so for anybody unaware, there, we, we, this all stems from a comment that somebody left us about being fans of Miss Marvel that makes no sense because, like, you don't have to be. You can enjoy stuff that you like and move on. And can I get, because it's very rare that I get you guys supporting me, can I get that I wasn't even negative no, in fine. any way for what you I said? You were fine. But, but this, and this is why I want to have this conversation again when Rye's on, because Rye has a very similar mentality. And the funny thing is, like, I'm, I'm not going to put throw this person under the bus by throwing names out, but something that she said to me was very interesting. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a message talking about how annoyed she was that Harry Styles was going to be in the MCU because she's like, you know, all these Harry Styles fangirls are going to come into the MCU and not actually appreciate what they're watching, only be here for Harry Styles. And it's like, so what? Let them fund the thing that you like. (laughs) You can enjoy the nuance, but let them pay their tickets and, and enjoy Harry Styles then. It's okay for people to smile. Whether or not you're okay with why they're smiling is not is a different story. If they're happy, let them be happy. If they're funding the thing you like, let them fund it. Just this is weird. Just it don't have wrap to be it around animosity. there. Don't change things to fit weird outlier groups. Like, well, that's the that's the internet, and that's and uh, and let's not act like Marvel comics comics 
specifically haven't been doing that. Oh, that's for, their you know, their shtick right now. Call, like it, yeah, it's whatever Twitter says they're going for. <laughs> Twitter made a it's, comment it's, on this. Somebody tell Jim Lee to write well, it's, <laughs> to make a picture. And it, and again, this will have to be for another time because Baby Huey makes fun of us always. That right right at the hour mark, we always get into conversations that could easily be another hour. But I like I've talked about several times on this show the whole changing for cultural mythology and not having Marvel at the center. Right. right. That makes sense to me now. The more I thought about it, the more I kind of appreciate it. I don't appreciate necessarily how every character is being changed, but think of it as an executive of the MCU. You started as something that's a parody of the comic books, and you became something that is like a million times more valuable than those comics have ever been. It's like the 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 MCU is valued so like the MCU to Marvel is like the iPhone to Apple. You know what I mean? Like the phone itself is so valuable that the MCU to Marvel and Disney is way more valuable than the comics. They don't care if they lose money on the comics because a Captain Marvel book, you know, that they lose a couple like 30 grand on is nothing to the billion dollars her movie brings in. So if you're trying to reach a lot of people outside of comic books, why not use cultural uh, mythology? It makes so much sense. But then if they it's don't how care, you grow, put our comics back up? the way we want them. <laughs> yeah, but 100%. I agree with that. Like, it, what amazes me that comic, the comic company doesn't seem to care about the actual desires of the fan base who purchased the books. They care more about the clouts and the... Uh, the, the people that don't uh, buy the good, book but complain or praise it. Yeah, 100%. They, they want it's more about the marketing than it is yeah. about the sales they care more about they the want, people writing a news article about the book mm-hmm. than the book right. and the per, people purchasing it and and i will say you know and again we will maybe maybe next week we'll we'll go into this more but we talked about this briefly last week the whole ripperverse is the only reason it's doing well well it might be a multiple reasons <laughs> but a huge reason that it's doing well is that that's what it's being sold on without any marketing like, the only marketing is this dude's YouTube channel, and yet he's at $3.3 million. Well, and he's got a million people on his YouTube channel. Half a million no, subscribers. He's, he's, Half a million. he's like 500,000 500, subscribers. But that's built from him. Like, it's not like yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's putting money into marketing on, like, comicbook.com. Have you mm-hmm. seen a comic book resources article on it? Mm, no. I have no idea. <laughs> I may have. That's, but that's, I've, I've seen some articles. But like mainstream comic media isn't really picking it up, and it, a lot of it is because it is its selling point is the opposition of that. I think there is, and we'll put it we'll put it in the next time. There is a gold mine for print comics, to even call it classic comics, and just go back and do traditional X Men Avengers stories with all the traditional characters, and just keep them in their own world. And then go to Batman and Superman and have a traditional Justice League and just keep them how they are and tell unique stories with them for those fans. Those fans are still going to buy the other books too because some of those other stories are still interesting to them. But you can almost guarantee if you went, hey, I'm going to give you a traditional Superman book and all it's going to be is traditional Superman. Superman fans are going to buy that every month. DC can do that. Marvel at this point can't. That's the that's the sad truth of Marvel because again, if they can get the Twitter outrage people to purchase a book, it's valuable. It's more valuable to them that they go see that movie. It seems to me that the MCU's comics are just to milk a little bit more money out of hopefully new fans. Like that, they really care more about new fans than old fans because the old fans, 
the old I don't I don't even know the the old fans I feel like are are almost growing up with the MCU. You know what I mean? Like the old fans don't feel like the old fans anymore. Yeah, I, it's just weird because we're now the comic shop owner age of when we were. Yeah, it's true. We are the, we are the old fans. <laughs> we are now the old fans. And when you look at us compared to the comic shop owners of when we were younger, the people coming into the world are much more knowledgeable and don't care about other people's opinions on things. They just want things the way that they like them, and that's it. Where we would go yeah. into a comic shop and be like, I like this, what would you recommend? Now it's, I like this, it has to have this kind of this thing, this thing, and it's about got to be connected to all of this. That's all I'm going to buy. Well, th- 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 instead of people going, oh, you don't like Miss Marvel? Oh, what kind of things do you like? Oh, you should go check out you know, Doctor Strange too. That seems like it's more up your alley. Instead of that, it's how ca- how dare you not like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's, but it's got Marvel's name on it. What do you mean you don't like it? And this all this all stems from us saying we aren't excited for uh, She-Hulk. How many of those conversations because, are actually happening one on one? None. It's all online. None of them. There's, none there's of them. no. You it's can't Maori tell. It's in comment sections. Yeah. You put somebody right it's in Maori's. front of you, it's you're going to have a different conversation. And punch them in the mouth. On that note, no, they don't. Menti. They need to be punched in the mouth sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I feel like that whole... would change the comment sections a lot. Like if all of a sudden they're like your computers all came with a punching bag arm, yeah. and if you start typing something dumb, it just slaps you in the jaw. Hey, we are almost that there. That would fix so many things. We got We're those, hitting those the haptic suits, man. We're hitting the generation that's never been punched in the mouth because they don't let fighting in school anymore. They like it's not I don't like know they let it guys. before. It just well, happened you, though. <laughs> Yeah, I got punched in the mouth a lot, and they weren't cheering at but all. But you didn't get kicked out of school instantly. Now no, you punch true. somebody in the The same people punch me in the face multiple yeah. times. But <laughs> you learn from that, like, I ain't going to talk shit around yeah. so-and-so. <laughs> to run to run home. <laughs> right? I, I would have protected you, Menti. I, I, I was the kid who had to switch my jacket and backpack with my best friend so the bullies would chase him. That was me. Oh. <laughs> that was That was me. But I also didn't know how to shut up. So to Maurer's point, yeah. like uh, I, I had a lip on me. Wait, did you say you, <laughs> for, you didn't forever. know? Are you claiming you now know? No, I. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a fair point. That's a on fair, that fair note, point. Minty, shut your lip and do that thing. <laughs> you can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside of your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, uh, which is Fireside Crew. Also head over to Moshko Collects. Go buy some stuff. Some merch is available. Uh, yeah, you can get a, you, you know, buy some shirts, something. Do, just go do something. Uh, just, once again, I'm do something. I'm Moshko. <laughs> Check out Solitary Excitement. There's a couple new episodes up on there. More to come if you're not in the mood for comics Very this cool. week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to go to welcomefireside.com. Give us your money and find me in the comment sections. No. You. If you want to be abused, yeah, no, for, yeah. go to the comment sections. Yeah, and then if you can buy him like 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 a lifetime supply of Tums if he's gonna stay in <laughs> the comment section. I, I feel like that's a requirement. All right, deuce. deuce. <laughs>